0: Welcome to Podcast 5.3, and this is where we learn how to start talking like a chemist. You've heard me say names of formulas, and we've written down formulas, and uh, this is the time where we're going to start talking like a chemist. We're going to name some basic ionic compounds. Now, you guys know what ions are, and all this binary, don't let these words freak you out or anything. All that binary means is by means two. So we're going to name some compounds that are made up of just two ions, a cation and an anion. There's some real basic rules for naming them, and once you have it down, to, you'll be speaking like a chemist in no time. So let's look at the first rule. For the cations, um, it's a really simple rule. Look at this. They have their name, all right? Uh, so a potassium ion is called potassium and an aluminum ion is called aluminum now this only pertains for those elements that we know uh, their charge for example what I mean by that is we know that all group 1 elements the alkali metals always form plus one the alkaline earth always form plus two and aluminum's group always forms plus three right so we just call them by name so anything in here lithium, sodium, potassium, calcium, strontium, barium, aluminum, gallium, indium. We just call them by their name. So that's a really uh, easy rule to remember. And for example, if you think about uh, the name for for table salt, it's sodium chloride. So you've already kind of seen that. Now where it gets a little messy is when we get to the transition section of the periodic table. Oops. Um, The transition metals, there's a couple different problems. And one of the problems is, is uh, this thing right here. Look at that. Remember that last podcast where we talked about how many of the transition elements form more than one cation? Well, that leads me to a problem. For example, I can't go iron chloride and iron chloride. I, there's got to be a way for me to tell the difference. What if I say copper bromide? Well, which one? Is it copper one? Right? Or is it copper too? What if I say chromium phosphate? Well, what am I talking about? Am I talking about chromium with a plus three charge or chromium with a plus two charge? So this causes a big problem. It's probably one of the more confusing things that students have to deal with because we've got to come up with a way of telling the difference between this iron with a plus two oops, I'm Lost my pen there. Iron with a plus 2 or iron with a plus 3. All right. So let's just briefly go over what the what the situation is. If you'll notice right here, what we do is if it's an iron with a plus 2, we call it iron 2. Again, like all cations, you just use the name. But iron with a plus 3 is called iron 3. This is the Roman numeral for 3 and this is the roman numeral for 2 now these other two words this ferus and ferric okay ous meat used to mean for the uh the smallest charge in meant for the greater charge and we just don't have to deal with that anymore i put that in as an example because you may see those you may hear something called ferric chloride or ferrous chloride and I don't want you to panic it's still the same thing but that that type of uh, naming system or nomenclature is not really used anymore so let's look at this what would I call uh, a copper with a plus one charge okay I would call it copper Roman numeral one right what about something like uh, chromium Oops chromium with a three charge, right? Well, we would call it chromium three, Okay? So there you go. Now the thing I want to really stress is that this Roman numeral does not tell you how many atoms, it only totally tells you the charge. Because we're going to see, let me write a couple formulas, something like this, Cu, Cl, uh to or you might see CR 207 something like that this does not correspond to the roman numeral all right it's really important that you understand it the roman numeral tells me maybe i should write that the roman number tells tells the charge Okay, I can't stress that enough. If you get if you hear me fired up in class kind of screaming and ranting and raving about that, it's because too often kids will think that that Roman numeral tells them how many atoms there are. Please don't make that mistake, all right? And I want to do I do want to address this up here. Look at this. Trans, this is for the transition metals, right? I want to also mention this pertains to lead and tin. Okay, let's look at the periodic table. I've already put in red uh, the transition section. As you guys know, it's the D block, right? But it turns out that tin and lead, they they form also either a plus 2 or a plus 4. So I've kind of included them. If you want to put a box around the transition and a box around tin and lead, then go ahead, all right? But it's important that you understand, if you are ever dealing with a metal that is in this group right here, orton and lead, we've got to give it a Roman numeral. And the reason why is this. Look at all those different charges. Look at indium. It's got three different common charges. We have no idea which one it is, so we got to make sure that we know. All right? Hopefully that makes a little sense. So we've got, if it's just one of the metals that we know, uh, those three, Rows uh, 1, 3, and uh, 13, then we we just give them the name, right? If it's a transition metal, we have to give them a Roman numeral designating the charge. Now the second thing, remember, we're talking about a binary ionic compound, right? That means a plus ion and a negative ion coming together. All right? So we've taken care of the positive charge. Well, let's take care of the negative charge because that's actually where there is going to be a little bit of change. For anions, it's a pretty simple change. You just take the end of the name and you add an IDE ending. All right. So that's why uh, table salt is sodium chloride. So we add that. i Instead of sodium chlorine, we're going to call it sodium chloride. Instead of oxygen, we're going to call it oxide. Now the nice thing about this is we're only talking about a very few number of elements, right? They're in this group right here in the nonmetal section. So just say it with me. Fluoride, chloride, bromide, iodide, telluride, selenide, sulfide, oxide, nitride. Phosphide. So you get the you get the idea. It's only a very few uh, of these elements. Alright? Just right in here, that little non-metal section. Okay? So we give the anion an IDE ending. The cation, we just give it its name. If it is in this section, this middle section right here, we give it a Roman numeral. Do you got that? Well, let's try it. Take a moment, pause the video, and see how you do. All right, hopefully, you got this. Now, I'm going to call this strontium, S T R O N. Strontium oxide, right? Gallium nitride, lithium. Right, boy. This is almost fun, isn't it? Vanadium. Ooh, wait. Where is vanadium on the periodic table? Hey, look at that. Vanadium's right there, in the transition section. What do I have to do in the if it's in the transition? I've got to give it a Roman numeral because I don't know its charge. All right. So hopefully you did this you did something like ooh this is tricky now look at this if we know selenium's charge selenium's got a charge of uh, minus two right this is a little tricky maybe this is not the best one to go over selenium has a, a, a minus two charge and there's three of them so what is that total? negative six right? so if I have minus six I have to have plus six to make sure this is a neutral compound, right? Well, two vanadiums make a total of plus six. So that means it's kind of like two times X equals six, right? And therefore, X must equal three. See how useful algebra is? So this is vanadium one, two, three selenide, selenide. Now, if you got that one, pat yourself on the back because that was a little challenging. All right, so that was a kind of a challenging one. Let's look at the next one. We've got a chromium up there, and we've got an iodine, all right? Um, chromium, what do we know about chromium? Well, it's over here in the transition section, right? So what does that tell you? That tells me I have to use a Roman numeral. So it's chromium. And then what's the charge? Well, look at this. We know that iodine, a halogen, is always minus one, right? So if I've got something that's a total a minus one, there's three of them, I must have a minus three total, right? Well, I have to have a plus three because it has to be neutral. So this is chromium one two three iodide, right? The next one, PBO, ooh, lead. Remember that box we put around it? We don't know lead's charge, it's either 2 or 4. Well, what do we know about oxygen? Oxygen's charge is always minus 2, and this thing has to be neutral. So I know that's always minus 2, therefore this must be plus 2. So this is lead 2 oxide, right? Zinc. Right here, again. I don't know its charge, but I could figure it out from the anion. Fluorine's always minus one. There's two of them. That means there's a minus two. So this must be plus two. Okay. So zinc. Oops. Zinc Roman numeral two. And just as a side, if we look over at this one. Even though zinc's in the transition, it always forms a plus two. So if you called it zinc fluoride, I would be okay with that. But just for our pra- for our purposes, we're going to go ahead and just use the Roman numeral. All right, barium. Where do I find barium on the periodic table? Oh, it's over here. It's always a plus two. So I'm just going to call it barium bromide alright so there you go I don't know how you did hopefully you did this okay now just one more um, reminder about this why we use the Roman numeral thing alright if you notice for all the uh, formulas that we use the Roman numeral right this one this one this one and then this one if you don't tell me the Roman numeral I could not write the formula if you say to me strontium oxide I have no problem writing SRO because I know the charges of both strontium and oxygen. However, if you say chromium iodide, that's a problem. Okay, because chromium uh, is... Oops, pardon me for a second. All right, sorry about that. had a little technical malfunction with the pad. But anyways, uh, so if, if you don't tell me the the net, the charge I I couldn't tell you if you said chromium iodide I know that it could be this CRI2 and CRI3 so chromium iodide is not good enough you have to tell me the charge because of this little situation right here the fact that you get a, more than one charge for these transition metals very very important all right on to the next thing sometimes this part is a little more fun than others uh, sometimes not but, but we've got to write some formulas now when you write formulas the important things that you have to remember uh, right up here All right, ionic compounds must form with no overall charge I kind of did a little bit of this in the last podcast and um, all that okay and so a couple things here besides this ionic compounds these two bullets a third bullet um, and you can see if you look on uh, the names of all these you'll notice the metal comes first right so we want to make sure when we write formulas we put the metal first All right, very important rule we don't want to write anything like let's say I was going to write sodium chloride CL we don't want to do that we always put the metal up in the front means is there must be an equal number of positive and negative charges. So for example, if I have a sodium atom plus one charge, right, and I've got a sulfur atom two minus charge, I can't put together something like this, okay, because that is not neutral. But if I have a minus two charge, I better have a plus two charge, right? So what that tells me is I need to put two sodiums and one s. As confusing as this gets, all right, all you're doing is adding pluses and minuses and for the most part, except in a very few rare instances, it's one, twos, and threes. All right? I know it's going to seem confusing at times, but just remember that one thing. I'm putting together elements pardon me, I should say, ions that have charges and I have to make sure they're neutral. Now if you think you can do these, go ahead and pause the video and try and work these out and then see how you do as I go over them, alright? Okay, did you do that? Well, let's look at this first one, potassium bromide. Now, potassium over here, it's always plus one, right? Bromine, it's a halogen, always Minus 1. So that's pretty straightforward. KBr. Alright. 10 four oxide. Now what does this tell me right here? Hopefully you're going to go, well that tells me the charge. So I know that's a 10 with a plus 4 charge. Okay. And oxygen has what charge? Oxygen's always minus 2, right? Always minus 2. So how many, oops. How many uh, oxygens gonna, is it going to take? If I know oxygen is always minus 2, well, it's going to go S and O2. Right? By the way, I'm writing 4 plus and 2 minus. Typically, you do that with ions, and you go plus 4 and minus 2 with what's called oxidation states, which we're not doing yet. It really doesn't matter. all right? If you write plus 4 or 4 plus, Okay, so hopefully you got that one, S-N-O-2. Again, you've got to put them together so that you make zero, right? Good old algebra. Four plus two times negative two equals zero, right? Who would have guessed algebra could be so useful? All right, aluminum iodide. Well, what's the charge on aluminum? It's plus three always. Iodine is always minus one. So Al I Three. I hope you're having success here. Lead 2 bromide. What's this Roman tumoral, numeral tell me? Does it tell me this? PB2PR? No, it doesn't, right? Remember, the Roman numeral never tells you the amount of atoms. Sometimes it happens to be the same, but that's just a coincidence. It tells me the charge. So this is PB2+, plus, right? Bromine's always minus 1, so it's going to be PB2. Whoa, how about doing it right? How about, if I do a lowercase one. P, B, B, R, 2. All right? A total of plus 2 and minus 2. It's a neutral compound. Let's move on to the next. Cesium fluoride. Where will I find cesium? Cesium is over here. It's a alkali metal. Fluorine is a halogen, so CSF. Cobalt-2-Iodide, COI2, Mercury-1-Sulfide, MG2S, barium fluoride, BA, let's see, barium's uh, alkali metal, or alkaline earth metal, BAF2. We will practice this for a few days. Don't panic if it's really confusing to you. I promise you, after you do it for a while, it'll get better. And uh, again, write your questions down. Bring them to me. We'll talk about them in class next. I hope this was a semi-informable podcast. See you later.